Uh, yeah, on this episode we have Lenka Wagnerova. She is, uh, yeah, well, she wears multiple hats, but she owns a company called Lenka Wagnerova and Company, which is a contemporary, independent contemporary uh, dance company in Prague. Um, she was born into communism in, in Bratislava in Slovakia and uh, went into gymnastics, then into dancing. But there is a mathematical side to her as well. She was very good in maths, and if she wouldn't be dancing or wouldn't have become a dancer, she would probably be working for NASA. Uh, she has danced all around the world. She danced at the Olympics in 2012 in London and uh, then created her own company, dance company in Prague because she felt that there was a need for such here. And uh, she told me how it works, uh, what she has to take care of, what she needs to think about, what's the worst nightmare of a dancer, and uh, yeah, how the kind of financials are in this and, and, and how it works, you know, getting money into this and, and so on. Yeah, and she explained me how, how you can express through dance uh, message uh, most of her things, uh, the story she writes herself, and she told me where she gets inspired and, and how everyday things can turn into something that she creates art out of um, so yeah it was a good talk and she had her little boy with her and uh, even got uh, her mail here during the short time that we recorded so it was full of life uh, the sponsors Old Bar Prague, Cypher Toa 21 in Shishkov, amazing place for old Milton skier, takeaway um, sit-in, uh, home delivery uh, on Walt and Bolt um, you don't want to miss out on that place, one of the highest rated restaurants in the city uh, no matter what platform you check it out on. And uh, Alfred Jobs, Alfred.cz or Alfred Jobs in the App Store on iOS and Android. Um, it does what it says on the tin, finds you a new job and uh, you can search anonymously and apply with one click. You can set up a job board so that you get alerted. Cool stuff and easy to use. Check it out guys, enjoy. Okay, uh, voila. Uh, Lenka Wagnerova, welcome. Well, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great start. But we'll keep it. Um, okay. You're, you're, a, you're a woman of, of many professions. I mean, you, you have uh, um, won a lot of awards for dancing. Um, you own a dance company called Lenka Wagnerova and Company. Um, you're a choreographer, uh, dance teacher, director, and a dancer, and a mom of two. Uh, one of them is Vojta. He's here with us today, sleeping peacefully, <laughs> hopefully the whole time. <laughs> but what, if, 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 if I would put a microphone in front of you, which I have done now, and ask you, what are you? What would you say? Mm, I'm everything. Mm. I'm mom. I direct a group of people, or uh, direct is a wrong word, I would say. I try to organize a group of people. Mm. I try to choreograph, to give uh, dancers and audience some certain themes and uh, certain performances. So it's a mixture of uh, different emotions and uh, mm. different works at the same time. You need to be a mom. That's a full-time job. So, yeah. <laughs> and you have a, a, Vojta is three, and then you you have an older one, a girl. Ella, she's seven. Uh -huh. She will turn eight. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and the plan was actually that she would be here with us as well, but but she she went somewhere else. Yes, I managed to organize that she she yeah. stayed. 
so the reason why, why you're here, actually, it's in, it's uh, interesting that uh, my first guest on my podcast, Fanny Barroquer, which is a French dancer in your company, um, I went to see some of her performances on in your dance company, and I was curious to know more ab- about you, and, and then I started nagging her about uh, getting me in touch with you and connecting me, and, and here you are, and I wanted to talk to you about uh, what what it is that you do and what dancing is about and how dancing works here in, in, in the Czech Republic and, and how it's supported and how it's perceived and, and so on. But uh, it wasn't, I mean, you haven't been a dancer from day one. You're born in Bratislava in Slovakia, right? Yes, I was born in Bratislava, yeah. And uh, that's during communism? Yes. Do you still remember some some of, of uh, do you have some communist memories, you know? Or of course, many, many of those. Um, I was 11 when the revolution came, so I have many memories. Um, from, I don't know, as a child you see the... The shops, the markets, the, you want stuff which is not uh, possible to buy in your country. Mm-hmm. We were, for example, which was very like, uh, it stayed in my memory till today is that uh, we couldn't travel. So uh, it was really like uh, Christmas if we could travel to past Yugoslavia, for example, to go to the sea. Mm. And I remember still that my mom, she told me that uh, sometimes they sometimes they allow you to go and sometimes not. Or they would say, okay, you can go, but one child stays home, for example. And these so, were just decisions made without any reason? Yes, of course, of mm. course, of course. Uh, so I remember, I remember a lot. I, we couldn't uh, learn the languages. We had the Russian in the school and that was it. And uh, sometimes my mom, because she worked in um, television, so sometimes she traveled, for example, she went two times, I remember, in England and I was doing gymnastics and she 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 bought for me this... Um, how you call it uh, for gymnasts, this ring, this... Yeah, the ring, ring, like yeah, a hula, yeah, hula, yeah, hula, ring. hula <laughs> exactly. I was so happy, but it was uh, it was uh, something like unbelievable that she could travel one day somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was bad. Yeah. I, I remember. And and how, but you, were you a good kid? Or, I mean, how was the childhood in general? I mean, was it good? Yeah, I think it was, if I was a good kid... Mm. <laughs> I think I was very stubborn and, uh, yeah. How? I don't know. I don't know. I was teasing my brothers. I remember that uh, I was running through the whole house just <laughs> just to, I, I don't know. I was young. I was the younger sister, for mm. so I tried, to, away I tried to push my limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It of, it's often like that with the yeah, younger ones. Yeah. Um, and you, you went to school there and... and were you already dancing? You said you did gymnastics, and and was that from early age or or? That was from very early age, from when I was four, I mm-hmm. started, and then um, I did the gymnastics for for a while, which was uh, great. I have a really great memories for that, but I was not the like I was not super good in it, mm. but I just like it so much. And then when I turn eleven, something like that. I stopped uh, with the gymnastics uh, because I saw an audition to a very small company, dance company. So I I went there, they took me, and since that moment it was just uh, love forever. So uh-huh. 
But wait, so at 11? Yes, yes, yes. That's very young. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, and but uh, was it uh, a common thing then? Or was it easy to get into dancing then, or or, or was it more like uh, exotic somehow? You know what I mean? Like, or, or was that um, a very normal thing to study? Because there is actually a, a quite a big dance tradition here, but more like ballroom dancing, right? Or folk dancing as yeah. well, but in that time, of course, not. It was very different, of, and uh, it's something what I'm missing here now in this young generation. So when uh, when I started, there were some like amateur companies. Probably there was a conservatory, of course, the Bali yeah. Conservatory, but for a modern dance or how. how how you would call it in that time? There were just some some little companies. There were no studios like today that you go, you pay your lesson, and you go to take a class. It was that was not possible in mm-hmm. that time. So I was very lucky that I met these people. They took it, even if it was an amateur company, they took it in super professional way. We were we were training almost every day or four times a week. We were performing. It was really, it was really very close to the theater, to professional way. And that's maybe something what I liked in that time because it, it makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. I had a vision in the end of the work. You had a vision, ah, there is a show in the end. Ah, there is an yeah. older group. Ah, Some milestone. Exactly, the milestones. And, and they, they move like this. And I, 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 it was a passion inside. Mm. So it was very different than I see today. Mm. People just go or Parents, they pay classes to kids everywhere, and uh, mm. they go to dance, but they don't know why. Or yeah, and maybe back then it was also uh, harder to find things to do because I I went <laughs> to dance classes myself because when the break dance came, I, I wanted to be a break dancer, and uh, and and there was this one dance school in my town that that had break dancing, but it what they didn't tell me was that. They actually did just ballet for 40 minutes and then break dance for 20 minutes at the end of each class. But I would still go and do the fucking 40 minutes of just ballet, which I hated. It was when the flash dance movie came and everybody was super interested <laughs> in this <laughs> style of dancing. So, yeah. But I did it because of those 20 minutes of break dancing, which I found very fascinating. And mm-hmm. uh, now, if a kid would want to learn anything, th- yeah, like you said, there are maybe... 200 different seminars or there could even be something online or there could be something yeah. on YouTube. It's so much more accessible mm. that we may be actually, we cherished it more. Mm. Like the hula ring that you got from England, you know, it's, it was probably the most valuable thing that you had. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. For me, it was something, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I will never forget this feeling when mm. I saw my mom came in by plane and she... She had this in her hands. I was so happy. Yeah. Now you can buy it in Tesco, you know? Of course. Yeah. But in that time, no. Yeah. It didn't exist. In no, exactly. And uh, but the, and then you're studying at the same time. And I, you, you sent me a little bit of background information. And that was interesting there that both of your brothers and yourself have actually... You're math. You do mathematics. You do engineering. You're, you're very much uh, cold science people, right? <laughs> Yes, we have <laughs> we have this in the family. Is so that from your parents or? My parents, they were also very technically mm. um, based. My brothers as well, physician and mathematician. But uh, at the same time, we all had also like 
I wouldn't say art education, but we played piano and my bro brother, he played violin really nice. So my parents, they always uh, um, always allow us to experience all those. Uh, I mm -hmm. was dancing, I, yeah, my brothers, they were swimming, so they were really much um, focusing that we have like really huge and global education, not only the, the schools. But it's true that my brothers, it, I mean, it was in their blood <laughs> somehow, mm -hmm. this technical... Um, and I'm uh, very happy for that, that I took also mathematical gymnasium. Mm -hmm. My father is always laughing on me when I say this somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, uh, but for me, it was very, uh, very great mm -hmm. because I had a normal school. I'm so happy that I didn't do the conservatory in that time because what uh, I see sometimes, uh, I wouldn't say all of the schools and all of the teachers, not at all. But sometimes these guys they miss the education they 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 miss um, somehow the freedom to choose what's mm. uh, what they are interested in their lives. Sometimes the schools are not, for example, that good. That um, if you are not the the best from the class, for example, they they wouldn't give you any other chance mm. what to do or where to continue. So sometimes the guys are very frustrated, mm. I would say. So I'm happy that I did this gymnasium with the, with normal kids, uh, with a really wild field of, uh, with field of education. Mm. And at the same time, I was still dancing because that was my love. So I, every day after the school, I get to training and... Mm. And and the family was really behind you in this. I mean, they they were supporting you in, as you say, exploring both yes. kind of let's say both the 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 artistic expression as well as the yeah yes they were great they mm. were great and I think it was the same with my brothers mm. that uh, that they really like they they are super open mm. they are really great in this and they support me till today so. So they never said to you when you when they realized mm. that you were going to be a dancer, get a real job. No, never ever. But anybody <laughs> said that to you ever, or, or? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I mean, in in today it's much better. People uh, people know more about contemporary dance and mm. art, and um, our performances are sometimes full of people who are not dancers. Before it was just the dancers; they came to see the dance performances. So now. Very many people from outside are coming to see. I would say, I, yeah, it's not only dance what we do; it's a physical theater mm. or dance theater. Mm. But uh, um, in that time, it was something very, um, I don't know, uh, exotic maybe mm. <laughs> for my uh, classmates. But uh, at the same time, they admire they they mm. like what I do, so mm. it was it was nice. Yeah. And so you never like when you when you finished school there was never any you were nev not going to go and work somewhere with a calculator you you knew that you wanted to dance yes 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 I think that was pretty clear but I never pushed anything mm. I was just following uh, whatever came mm, I, I was just following I loved it I worked hard mm. I really I I really wanted to be on each each training um, I don't know I I, I really. I like to to do the things precisely, mm. so maybe <laughs> that's why I was working so hard. But uh, mm. and you then you you start a career. How old are you when you become like when you can say that you're like a professional dancer? W at what age is that? Yeah, mm. 
if you if you say in terms of professional dancer that you earn money for it mm. or a professional dancer that do achieve certain level of no uh, i would say to earn money or make yeah, a living from yeah. it let's say so, that so uh, maybe i would say maybe in 15 because when i was super young we started uh, to perform in different theaters with a company i had a chance to be part of so we start playing some musicals and maybe a little operas and then the company was playing so there was time to time a little money mm. but uh, of course the professional career starts when i was 18 when i came to prague mm -hmm. and 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 where did you start in prague i mean what, what where where can you go as a as an 18 year old dancer at that time in that's in 96 in prague i mean mm. what what I was when I came to Prague. I came to study Academy of Performing Arts, mm. so I was very busy with the school. But at the same time, of course, because I studied the dance pedagogist, so that's something else than to be a performer, mm -hmm. which was also really great a combination. So I started to just see first. I didn't know anybody here, mm. so first I I I started to look around to get the to know people little by little. Um, Little by little, I I contacted uh, small companies and uh, I worked more project based in that time. Mm. So, yeah, and it stays for a really long time that I worked project based. I was never employed somewhere for uh, I don't know two, four, five seasons. Mm -hmm. And 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 you and you and the studies that pedagogy part of it that that's to become a dance teacher or yes, or, yeah, yes. So and the, and then you you finish that and 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 dance and teach. I finished the school and of course because you're young still and you want to dance all mm. the dancers there is no department of studying uh, to be performer. Mm. So that's why all the all the young dancers they if they want to study and to to get a diploma of the university they of course study choreography or dance pedagogist. So mm -hmm. So, but I found it very interesting because I love to teach, really. I, I love to work with people, to spread uh, information, to see the progress. Uh, uh, that's something very magical for me. So, so, but after the school, I, of course, wanted to dance. So I was doing different auditions around the world. and. Um, so you went out in the big world? Yes, I danced a project in Italy, then I was in Berlin, then I worked uh, with a French uh, company, Claude Brumachon, Benjamin Lamarche, for a very long time. Uh, not a permanent, like in a permanent uh, contract, but uh, I did uh, three creations with them. So that was very interesting. At the same time, I was uh, giving classes, I started to... That was really nice process for me to understand how the body works, what... What uh, because in the school they teach you the techniques and you need to do like that, 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 that. But, but then I started to search for my own system, mm. what I found interesting for the body, for the coordination, for the musicality, for uh, like building the performer, creating the performer. So you cannot separate all those things. You cannot just dance technically. You you you, you need to you need to combine everything. You mm. need to listen. It's very organic thing. Mm. That's something what I believe on and. I found it very interesting, so I started to work on that my method. <laughs> so, so uh, alongside this dancing in different places around the world and participate, you you kind of how do you say you taking in different influences and 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 forming your own way of how how you would do it if if it was yours. 
Of course, also mm. little by little, you see what you like, what you believe on. Maybe you do the audition, and then the project is not good. But mm. uh, I was always, I, or I can say, I was always very professional. So, but but it forms you, of course. You mm. see, ah, this is not what I want to do. This this is something I don't believe on. Mm. It's a dance itself, or it's the system, or it's a choreographer. I mean, mm. but coming alone, eighteen year old not knowing anyone to Prague. I mean, Bratislava is the capital of Slovakia, for those who don't know. It's, uh, it's a small town in, in itself. I mean, it's, it's not like a big city. It's, I don't know, maybe half a million people. And uh, how was that? Like, this is, yeah, as I said, 96. I mean, then Prague is still a little bit of a wild west, you know, because it's, uh, it's, it's still not, it's seven years after the revolution. How, how but was you it? know, it, it's very funny that uh, in the time when I started in Bratislava till my from eleven, let's say, until the, those seventeen years, uh, Bratislava was uh, quite strong in this. Uh, it was not called contemporary dance in that time; it was modern dance because all those modern technique influences came. We learn uh, all those techniques: London, Horton, Le- Lemon, Cunningham. I don't know jazz. That was a lot of jazz mm. coming in, and in Prague it was not. When mm-hmm. I came to Prague, I was very surprised that uh, there was, a, of course, Marta Graham technique, but no other. Mm-hmm. It was very, uh, that was very surprising. So, I mean, Bratislava was quite strong in that time. But little by mi- little, during the time, it changes. So, mm-hmm. I think now Prague is really strong. We have uh, so many groups and talented dancers and many projects happening. And theater in Prague is really like, uh, it's big, it's many things happening. Mm. And in Bratislava, it died a little bit. But on a personal level, you know, just to leave home and, and, you know, because it sounds like you had a good family life there, you know, your parents were supportive, you had your two brothers, and and then you're on your own in Prague, and then you go on your own out to the world to dance. I mean, I'm just curious about how that... Mm. You were never intimidated by it. It was not overwhelming. No, no. I, I mean, some people never leave their home village, you know. Yeah, like their no, whole life, I you was know? very much looking forward. Also, my brother, he was studying in Prague. He also left before me. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I wanted to dance. I, I knew that Prague is a big city. There is many possibilities. I, I wanted to study that school. So the school was basically the... The motivation. The motivation. Mm. And were the people... I mean, was it a welcoming environment? Like, was it... It was beautiful. Yeah. It was really great. It mm-hmm. was really great. And the teachers, I was really lucky. I would say I, I was very lucky my whole life. Mm. To but I'm actually curious about that now that you say that, you know, you went to these different places. I mean, like, yeah, it's something just came to my mind. Now, there's been a lot of this converse, uh, conversation to talk about this Me Too that came out of Hollywood where, where, where people had to, um, or, yeah... So the storyline is that, you know, to get to be part of this, you need to, do, you know, date the right people or, or sleep with someone or whatever. Is that at all in the dance world? I mean, have you ever come across something like this that, that, that somebody expected something from you that you were not comfortable with? I never, ever experienced this, no. But I know I can say that, of course, people in theater, they are more emotional or, or, or big companies, for example. I was freelancing the whole life, but I never, never experienced something mm. like this, no. And it's 
I mean, it's dependent on the people, of course. If yeah. you s if you send out the signs, okay, I'm like this, then of course you experience something. So yeah, yeah. never, no. No, it's just uh, you know because it's actually a very, it's a very how do you say you're very vulnerable when you're dancing in mm. in some way because uh, it's a very physical, you are, yeah, it's a very physical expression and and it has a lot of energies. And I remember when when Fanny was here on my my first episode, then. I think yeah, I had seen her dance before, and and I was thinking, <laughs> what the fuck does her boyfriend think about this? You know, I mean, he's a dancer as well, yeah. so he's fine, you know. But yeah, but it's just it's it's such an intimacy in in some. I mean, not all the time, but you know, it can be very very intimate. So, and that builds a certain energy that you know you could easily imagine that some people would try and either to take advantage of it or, or, or something. But maybe it's just where the big money is in, in, in Hollywood, you know, when, when, where you... Yeah, yeah. But I can, yeah, I can imagine that for people from outside, of course, mm. it can look like this. If, mm. you have if you have nothing to do with the dance, then, yeah, yeah. and then you see your girlfriend just um, dancing a duo with another guy, yeah. of course. But there is also a lot of work behind, mm. I mean... Uh, if it needs, if, if it would happen that something uh, comes, mm. or then then it will happen in another office as well. Yeah, I yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, people yeah. touch bum, but they used to do this. Yeah, that's what they do for a living. So I mean, it's exactly, yeah, and yeah. they there is a lot of work behind the technique and sweat. So sometimes it's not just they have a. It's not even pleasant. Sometimes. Exactly, the man is lifting the girl, and I mean it's a hard work, and yeah, they yeah. also they're also actors a little bit, so they they. Yeah. They go for the story, but I understand what you're asking for, and uh, yeah, I mean, mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so you're dancing all around the world, and you danced in the Olympics. <laughs> what was that? Uh, that was <laughs> it was in London in 2012 Olympics, and that was with um, with Akram Khan. Mm. He's uh, one of the most. Uh, famous choreographers in the world I would say in UK of I mean he's a superstar mm. and he he did the audition that he's searching for many dancers so I just went I flew to London and I just go from here uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, okay yeah that's funny that's quite uh that's quite expensive uh yeah, <laughs> fun. To go for, yeah. yeah you need to if you want to dance professionally then you need to travel and pay all those costs and uh, so that's crazy but i went and uh, it worked and uh so wait how does that so so he 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 advertised somewhere or or you heard it from someone or, or he, uh, I, this i don't remember okay. it was somewhere on the Are internet yeah, let's break a little bit So Lenka has just now received uh, a letter. I mean, this is the first time I've seen a lot on my podcast, but you you brought your three-year-old sleeping here, and then now you just received your mail here. Are you moving in? Or <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but we were, we were talking about how you found out about this in, in, in London. I'm, I'm just curious, like, so, so you hear about this or you see it somewhere, and then you have to, at your own cost, go to London to do the audition. Mm-hmm. How long was how long is an audition? This one was for a couple of days, but I stayed only one day, and 
that's it. It was heavy. It was hard, but uh, and if it you worked. and then and and then you got it. Yes. And uh, were you then paid? Did they then pay you something? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So you could have a chance of covering your cost of yes, of, of course. Going yes, it was a regular paid paid job. Uh huh. But the funny thing was that it was not the theater, but it was <laughs> Olympics. Yeah, and and. So was that in the final ceremony or stuff? Yeah. Uh huh. So so I could call you Olympic dancer. The op- uh, sorry, the opening, opening ceremony. Opening so ceremony. you're an Olympic, you're an Olympic dancer. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, the the show is uh, long, no? Yeah. So this was only one part of it, but with this choreographer, so that was one great experience to meet him personally, mm. Mm. to see his work, also to to met all those like we are 50 it mm. was really big mm-hmm. cast but big i mean for the stadium is nothing yeah, <laughs> 50 yeah, but, people but for normal <laughs> yeah yeah and how and how does it work so so if you if you're if you're accepted in like you you make it through the the the, the what's it called the audition yeah uh, then i guess you had to go there to 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 practice or yeah, train yeah. And how yeah. long did you train for that opening ceremony? How long is that, just to understand? It was, I think it was uh, three weeks, what uh-huh. I remember, three to four weeks. But it was from morning till evening. Yeah. It was uh, it was hard. It was quite hard, but uh, very interesting. Very interesting to... And, and the end was, was, of course, interesting. Once you stand on this stadium full of people, mm-hmm. I mean... It's it's incredible feeling. Yeah, I, I can mean, imagine that. Not I mean, just to perform there, but mm. you feel like nothing. You're so small. You're. Mm. I mean, the energy there. It's. Uh, it was incredible. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, because it's it's and it's also it's such a big event, you know. Yeah. And there is so much yeah. put into this. Um, but uh, this is then around the time when you're starting your own dance company, right? Mm-hmm. When does that? When when is Lenka Wagnerova and company? Created, two thousand twelve. Yes, uh-huh. yes. In so the you fo- took the money from the Olympics <laughs> and you started the company. <laughs> it was not that good. Oh. <laughs> and basically, you spend the money in London because you yeah. want to explore and. Uh, yeah. So um, it was. I mean, it was nicely paid for the living there, but uh, it wasn't like super, super fantastic. Mm. But uh, yes, then I came back and in the fall. Um, I made the um, first premiere for the company, mm. and that was a start. So and why, why did you do this? Why did you want to start your own dance company? Because, uh, I mean, it was a very natural process. Before I was, uh, as I said, I was dancing for different choreographers. And already there, I started to... It depends on the choreographer, of course. But some of them, they work like, okay, so you create some material here, material people can understand it. So you create a dance phrase or something. And uh, I was just always, I was always curious what, what, or who I there, who are them, who, why did they choose that topic, for for example, or that narrative, or or um, so I don't know. Sometimes I was very unhappy to work for other people because uh, um, you can create, you get a freedom to create some stuff, but then you don't get and get any other freedom to finalize it mm. so you just uh, and the, uh, you see oh my god but this can be this situation and we can make it bigger and i do and i see the connections but then no you're stopped so you're just a dancer mm. so 
it was very natural. Little by little, I wanted to see or to be responsible for the whole performance, to see from the beginning till the end, to see all those details which are interesting to connect and the music and the, and at the same time um, to see or to be to to choose what money you put where what mm. are your priorities mm-hmm. if you or you can decide what kind of poster you want to have before no because you create for someone but i said but this is completely from another world this you wanted po- full control exactly this poster doesn't belong to the piece mm. and, and and yeah so it was very natural process so you were one of those annoying dancers that was uh, no, telling no telling no <laughs> no not at all not no? at all this is not what i wanted to say just that no, i no, was no, I'm, I'm i was very curious to 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 continue the final project maybe other way or but you're a perfectionist um I, yes <laughs> but not you're in a, a stop on pr- perfectionist no, no not in a bad way i no. think uh, i i love freedom i love everything but i i need to believe i yeah. need to see yeah and if you have a vision it. if you have a vision of your own then it's really really often difficult to accept that that's not where it's going and then it's actually better to go and do it by yourself and take the yes, chance. Yes, yes, No, but if you, of course, I mean, you, if you dance for someone else, you accept, of course, because you're professional. I mean, mm. it's um, it's my honor to work with. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do, I do understand that, but I can also understand yeah. that, that that you 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 might. I mean, there, I'm I'm pretty sure that there are dancers that just don't want to. They they only want to dance. They don't care about the poster. They don't care about. They just want to be yeah. there on the stage. Yeah. And they they're they, they're getting their pleasure from something else. But you obviously wanted something more. Yes, also yes, mm. because I I feel that you cannot separate those things so much. You you need to see what are the priorities. If it's the salary of the dancers, or you want a bigger set, or or what the piece needs in that moment. And mm. of course, uh, I started to fight for the dancers a lot in Czech because I think it's very important to. It's it's very difficult profession. It's a really hard work, and uh, mm. I think they. Deserve more. I lost my English word now. They so. deserve better, or that, <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. But do you? So, so you start the dance company. What, what do you do when you're an owner of a dance company? What, what is, what is, what do you do? I mean, you do everything, right? Yeah, in a way, you do, <laughs> you do everything. I mean, it. Um, it was a process when I started. I I asked for the grant for the first premiere. It was very little money, mm. but I was fighting. I I said, okay, but we do. We have very little money. I I asked the dancers, do you want to work on this project? And then it was good. It was successful. So then next year they gave us a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So somehow it's. Uh, yeah, but your ro- your role is everything. You you write yeah. you write the you actually write the the the, uh, the grants. Yeah. Yes. No, oh, no, no. You write the the th- the theme and the play. You know. Yes. You write the art. Yes. 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 You I train the dancers. I direct the performances. Yeah. I choreograph the performances. I do the marketing. You get the grants. You I, yes, I organize all those uh, people. Now I have really like beautiful organization team. I have a production manager and a financial manager. Mm. All this I have because then we're we're 
very small, but at the same time, we are too big to manage in one person. But you but started st- by doing it all yourself. Or, yes, or, yes, no. yes. But uh, but still, you need to communicate with them every day, all mm. the time. You're solving something, some problems. You need to. You're the one who needs to say, okay, we go for this. We, I mean, so it's a lot of work. <laughs> so you are actually like, uh, yeah, you you have multi or. Your responsibilities are for the whole thing, let's mm. say, from, from start to finish. And uh, I read somewhere that you said that uh, uh, you're also responsible for the audience. Yes. And uh, yes. And I, I think the journalists were very surprised when you said that. But um, <laughs> isn't this like... Um, because a lot of these things are... Maybe the mathematic uh, part of your brain helps in this because a lot of this has nothing to do with dancing it has to do with convincing someone some sponsor or co- or con- communicating with the theater uh, to get space yeah. or to get rehearsal space or to yes. negotiate with a dancer and yes. uh, and a lot of this has nothing to do with dancing i'm curious hasn't this didn't it take you away from where the passion actually was you know because there's a lot of this admin stuff and so yeah. on um s- n- not yet if this would happen i will stop mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure if uh, maybe it's um, connected with the with the previous sentence that uh, i feel responsibility for the audience mm. because if we do not deliver them the maximum or the most professional way we can then or or, or the themes or something what what might interest in them then then it makes no sense for me so but yes, sometimes uh, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes mm. uh, I'm not losing the passion at all, but I am. Sometimes I feel very lack of time to do actually what what uh, uh, what the whole company stands on, and that's the performances. If mm. we do not have a performances, then the, uh, the rest is not needed. Exactly, mm. exactly. So, but now I have really great people who are helping me with all this. So. Mm. Mm. Um. How and how does it work in this? I mean, this is, you know, like contemporary dancing. Uh, it's a dance theater in a way. Like, uh, you know, there are, there are like uh, storylines. I mean, I, I saw your. It's called gossip that you had. It was interesting. That was taken to schools and everything. And it's the story there is. And correct me if I, if I'm wrong. I didn't understand it when I saw it. Actually, I, everybody. Had, it except me but so the story there is what gossip yeah. can do to you and how it can turn people against each other it can ruin love it can create love it can do a lot of things yeah. um how how do you come up with this what's your inspiration or or um, i don't know how do you find your material mm. it's a nice question i don't know from from observing the world, the situations around me sometimes, sometimes can be that. Of course, you read uh, I don't know interesting book, but uh, sometimes you just go by tram <laughs> and mm. you see just uh, people's uh, two people fighting or saying something about the others, and uh, like uh, to, to see those conspirations, for example. So. So all so these everyday situations. I mean, kind of can be everyday situation. Sometimes you see it in your environment. Uh, I'm not saying in my company, not at all. But uh, I work in the theater or art field, or mm. but the same can happen in another office uh, in the bank. I I don't know. It's it's many inspirations. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's really based on some 
some I don't know historical, for example, characters or it depends. But I would say in global, um, all those conflict situations in between the people, what can hurt people, what can what uh, how we are destroying our lives and the planet and the environment and. Uh, mm. But I'm not trying to put the finger and say something. No, not at all. Just to bring two people. Stories. Something to think about. Mm. So, for example, gossip. You didn't understand probably the the Czech text, yeah, which is uh, um, which is quite important in them. Mm. Sorry, but uh, yeah, how how just simple thing like gossip can destroy lives. Huh? Sometimes it looks like nothing. Ah, you mm. talk to your friend, blah, 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 blah. then it spreads easily, and then you don't know who is gonna transform, and it's transforming, and more and more. And in the end, you cannot stop this. It's the same on the social networks. You can see that every day mm. that it's just rolling, and in the end, it's a monster, mm. and uh, from nothing. Yeah, I think, and the, I, I think that's making us more and more stupid, actually. Yes, yes, yes. And, and with the gossip, actually mm. with the gossip, the the start was when I read um, the article that 14 years old girl in Italy, she made a suicide because of uh, her neighbor, uh, her classmates, they put some some lies on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. So that was it. I said, oh, come on, but this is too much, no? Mm-hmm. And then, and, yeah. And, and, and when, when you come across something like this, do you know then immediately, okay, this I, I, I want to turn this into something i want to use this or i want to um i have a little notebook yeah so you write it down (laughs) that was actually my next question yes i write something and some of the some of the themes they just grow Mm -hmm. and i found them interesting of course i need to see them visually i need to see that uh, because still we do physical theater and Mm -hmm. that's something what i believe on because i think we don't need so much text to to set such situations and to show that um yeah and to open people's emotions for example but um, yeah, sometimes it's growing, sometimes it's straight away, sometimes uh, people ask me if I want to work on exact theme, so it depends. Mm. But I'm, but it, that's the interesting thing which is about, let's say, textless or wordless art, is that it gives the audience such a chance to interpret it his way. So like you could have someone seeing... Uh, maybe not gossip because I think the message there was the the line is kind of straight, you know wh- wh- where it is. But there are other things that you put on stage that are that I could experience it differently than the person next to me. And and then I'm, I start thinking now when I listen to you, isn't it difficult to to get the message to the audience when you don't have words and you uh, you know you you only have body movement and music. Yeah, I think it's not. I think it's much, much. It's not easier. No, not. It's more difficult mm. uh, to create it. Mm. But it's not difficult in uh, in this transformation from from dancers to audience, because of uh, or what I work like. I constantly learn myself, and I constantly work uh, on on this. How to how to give audience freedom to interpretate themselves, but at the same time that they would understand what they see. Mm. Because um, if you see some dance performances or very abstract performances, I don't know. And uh, if I go sometimes and I don't understand at 
all what is it about and that's something what I don't like mm. or I need to understand the narrative or I need to understand the aesthetics or mm. I need to understand the energy or something I need to understand and to interpret it myself but um, I need a little guide so this is what I'm searching for but uh, regarding the text I think uh, I think physical mm, physical expression. expression or situations are much stronger than mm. just the text. Of course, you can say the text, but you, you tell it straight. It's mm. like this, because the words are kind of straight. Mm. But here, if you create, for example, the love to or a fight or, or I don't know, you can, you can see the hug, you can see the, the physical it's activity. Ampli it's amplified somehow. Exactly. Mm. And, and uh, if you smash the girl on the floor, then and you see the conflict. I mean, it's something, mm. um, something what opens the emotions much more. And mm. sometimes, of course, I use the text if I need it. If yeah, the text yeah. uh, needs to be there, mm, if it needs to be there not to um, not to explain something, but more like another instrument. Yeah, like a it's different a voice. dimension. Yeah. Exactly, mm. it's a voice. And, mm. and it's a part of the body. Mm. Or eyes, or body, or, or, or feet, or I mm. mean, everything is a part of the body. So mm. it's dense for me as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, um, how and how is it like, so, is there a season in this, like, you know, like, do you, are you showing all year round, or are you showing only in the winter, and, and then you, I don't know, people check in in August and start training, and then you start the shows in September, October, and then they run until the spring, or how, how does this work? Um, usually we call it a theater season, mm -hmm. which is from September till June. Mm -hmm. But uh, now, of course, after COVID, it changes. So now we play also in the summer. But for dance theater, um, I mean, we can call it the season because this is the rule of the season. But we play a lot in the summer as well because there are festivals around the world. I don't know. There are mm -hmm. festivals, summer festivals. So... Um, Fall is always quite strong because people go to theater. Mm -hmm. Summer or before summer, the late spring, uh, it's weaker with the audience because it's nice outside. So mm. all these aspects are. Mm. And and is it? Do you have multiple, like on one year? Do, would you do many different? Um, how do you call shows or or like no not shows but. Many diff like so you had gossip and then you had Amazonas mm -hmm. and then I mean would you be running three different or two or three different um, what do you call shows, shows yeah. <laughs> performances yeah performances. yes we have on repertory we have like seven shows now uh -huh. which we constantly uh, tour some of them we play more some of them are super young some are older so uh, this is this is called um, dramaturgy. I work uh, on every year to see how many of which shows we play and where and then we uh, then we tour um, ab like outside the Prague or abroad and um, we're dependent on the grants mm. so there are some um, some rules you need to respect you mm. need to play certain amount of show, uh, blah, 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 blah. So it's many rules you need to respect. So it's not only... So that you get the grant. Exactly. So uh -huh. it's not only our choice. We want to, I don't know, to have two months of holidays. No, we, we need to play and to respect the grants because uh, 
um, we're dependent on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to uh, actually ask you about that, how the conditions are here in Prague. I mean, Prague in general is a it's an old art city. I mean, like, uh, and th- there is a lot of music here. There is, you know, Royal Theatre, Royal Ballet. There is a lot of different art that, that is in this town. Um, and, you know, violin concerts. And, I mean, all these beautiful churches here are filled with music. And, and, and nobody goes there to talk to God. Everybody goes there <laughs> to hear music. And um, um, so I'm, I'm curious about this. And you mentioned sponsors or, or grants. Is is it an easy environment to start something like this, or or is it getting easier now? Is there more money available? Let's say. Mm, in our case, it took some time, of mm. course. Uh, I think we were really lucky that we were supported every year, little by little. Uh, of course, uh, it's uh, still very low to run like a full company, full. full um, permanent company that's something what I fight for here mm. for a really long time because I think it's missing we have a big ballet theater we have uh, uh, opera ballet and I don't know what but there is a huge contemporary field here and all the productions are project based and I think we need or we came into the point that um, what I said this year uh, or we continue professionally in a permanent company because before all the dancers were freelancers, or I close it. Because then you come to point that it's impossible just to bring the people together, the dates, to combine the dates. I to mean, let it all fit. Exactly. And uh, you want to still work super professionally, so each performance needs a couple of rehearsals before. And once you do the new creations, people need to be there two, three months, mm. uh, from morning to evening. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Otherwise, it's something half, and uh, that's that's not what we want. So, mm. so um, yeah, I mean, dance doesn't have that much money, uh, and it's still very little, mm. I would say. Uh, it's getting better, let's see now, after COVID, but it's still very little compared to drama theater. But why is this? Who makes the decision that what art should be um, sponsored by the government? Why why can I not go and I see a good know. rock rock yeah. festival sponsored by the government or I, a, or a contemporary dance? I don't know. Maybe because till now there were no not strong people fighting for the dance in global. Maybe this dance scene a bit it's it's not uh, so compact. I don't know. Mm. But um, and also maybe the tradition. Uh, People used to used to produce the concerts or or a ballet, but mm. contemporary dance is something quite fresh or new. It's been here for many years already, mm. but the tradition having a contemporary company like permanent company, as you have everywhere abroad, um, that was that was only once happening here mm. a long time ago. Mm. So it's it's just it's a matter of time and matter of people like you yeah. fighting for it. I fight for it very mm. much. I when I see for example today how dancers are paid uh, because I of course I can compare with uh, how 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 uh, dance company works uh, abroad mm. because I worked uh, 20 years abroad. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that we need such a high salary this, that in, for example, in Germany or because that's not possible, but to pay them in the Czech conditions mm. as a regular job and to pay their hard work. And mm. that's super important because um, when I see sometimes in the, in the permanent theaters how much money they give actors or dancers for a rehearsal, I mean, it's just funny. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I yeah, it's uh, interesting. And I remember actually funny talking about her once again. She told me how it was. She was dancing in Sweden, and and uh, and uh, there she was covered by the 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 local insurance, and and uh, you know it it was, and that was a small local in the middle of nowhere in the North Theater. You know, it's not like she would have to stay at the uh, Royal Theater in, in Stockholm, you know? Of course, of course. But you cannot compare Czech, Rep- Czech Republic no, no, and no. Sweden, no, no. economically. No, no. You cannot compare, I mean, the historically. I mean, mm. we were, we had 30s of communism here, mm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now we have this... Uh, um, I'm not, no, I'm not Yo, <laughs> saying tell me. anything. Yeah, no, uh. <laughs> this president and this prime minister, I'm just, I mean, this is just a fun. Mm. So you cannot compare these two countries. But mm. still, I think what's very important here that we, that people um, get to know that this profession is also, it's very beautiful and, um, and, 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 and strong profession. If mm. you say you're a dancer in France because of the history mm. and the culture in France, of course, I mean, people say, oh, wow, but that's beautiful. Mm. If you say a couple of years ago here in Czech, you're a dancer, oh, where do you dance? In which bar? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, voila, you're here. Yeah. So I'm really trying to fight. I really try to take care of the dancers and... Um, Let's see <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> how long I stay <laughs> strong. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I was actually I wanted to talk to you, ask you also about this, the perception of dancing and and uh, how that is here because um, and you you kind of yeah you went in there and saying like when you say that you're a dancer okay with bar but is is that like um, how is it then for guys if if I don't know if a if a fifteen year old boy now tells his classmates and, and, and friends that, okay, I'm going to be a contemporary dancer. Is that, how is that viewed? How, how do they see it? Mm, I cannot say so much now with the young people because I do not work with them so much. Of mm. course, if you're a conservatory, it's something normal. If you're in, in Damu, which is a... Um, um, school for actors it's i mean it's normal because you live in the environment which accept this and it's something super normal mm. so i cannot say how is how it is if the guy goes to normal grammar school and he says to his uh, class uh, somewhere in Kosice or something mate <laughs> that he's going to dance class I, it depends of, of course if you say you go to ballet I can imagine that the... Um, they would tease him. Yeah. Mm. But I think it's not only Czech. I think it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think it's everywhere. If people don't know what the dance is, if you say you go to street dance or you you do parkour or something is more... Break f- dance like me. Exactly. That's something more like uh, mm. cool. Huh? I never told anyone about the jazz ballet but part in yeah. my, my break dance classes. Never. But I think this is... this. We cannot say it's only in Czech. I think it's mm. in global. Mm. Um, in small villages somewhere can happen yeah uh, but uh, the grants and the mo- and the money is that is that is that only from public is it only from the government or are companies also becoming more involved in art you know are iskota you know one of the yeah. biggest companies here are they supporting <laughs> some art and and stuff like that um, this is a great question because we are dependent only on um, grants from Minister of Culture and City of Prague. That's two main ones where you can ask for money mm. um, to to lead the company like this. Uh, 
but the others, the, the commercial ones, it's very hard because uh, if you do a circus, of course they go because it's mainstream and everybody mm -hmm. goes. Everybody wants to see how people are jumping saltos and you know, it's something. Uh, but our our theater or the what we do, it's more intimate. I would say it's not for everybody. Mm. Uh, people really need to need. Yeah, need a will to see this, or they they once people come and they see, they come often because they they love it. For mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. but it's not such a mainstream that you can you can call the whole uh, bank uh, to 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 come to see our performance. For example, but sometimes it's true that we did for different companies, and they were they were um, they were amazed. Mm. They never saw something like this, for example. So they were really amazed. Also, we play for the schools. I try to attract the schools mm. and to bring the schools. And uh, and after the performance, we talk with the kids and we we go through the themes. Uh, and uh, sometimes they have a historical base or they are part of their education in the school. So mm. it's very interesting to speak with them. Okay, but we we made this theme not like a film, but we did it. Uh, this way mm. and they can read it and they're super impressed so it's uh it's interesting but yes it's hard with the money if i go back to the question uh for us because um we're not musical mm. we're not something what's uh, mainstream mainstream mm. attracting everybody mm. we don't play that we have a stars mm. we have the best we have the best dancers funny it's just amazing mm. But uh, she's not playing in the Nova TV, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that that I mean, for me, that that's where it's actually important. Not just that it's not only the state money, but I think that for me, like that's where it, the big companies should actually. Because the whole world is now always talking about diversity, tolerance, diversity, tolerance, diversity. and but <laughs> the, and and those companies, like the big companies, always want to show off that they are better than they actually are, you know. And and um, and so if they want it actually what they are saying, then they should actually support something like yours to bring up something different, mm -hmm. something new. Mm -hmm. Because the other the other stuff works by itself. People are used to going to circus. I'm happy to pay a ticket to the yeah. circus, but if you know, if I don't know about you because there's not enough money to promote your stuff, I'm never going to see it, you mm -hmm. know. So so you don't really have a chance versus the mainstream. But yes, yeah, yes, yes. It's, uh, maybe I can come in the sales department and, and get <laughs> some. Um, no, but either way, it will be great because the grants from, um, they're not that high that you can, I mean. You're offering, are you offering me a job? <laughs> of course. No, okay. so so um. <laughs> we will be happy. We will be happy if uh, Skoda Auto will support us. But mm. I think uh, that's a long journey. We'll send them this episode. <laughs> I'm sure they're listening anyway. Um, okay. Uh, so the stuff that you show your performances, um, most of them are your own creation, right? That's that's the story that, you write. and then you decide how it's performed. You you choreograph, you direct, you create the the, the poster. I mean, I know you don't do it physically all of it yourself, but you're, it's a 360-degree process that you're involved in. Mm. Um, but you also take other, you, what is called, adaptations or something like that. You take other people's work and do, right? Or, or how... how uh, 
not really in the company. In the company, I choreographed, but I invited uh, once, for example, the the another choreographer to create for our company with mm-hmm. our dancers. So this way, I try to um, also. I mean, educate them, it's a not good word, but to give them a chance to work in our company, in our conditions with someone else, to learn uh, something different. For example, we had a guy who was a pantomime guy. Mm. So I found it very interesting. that What they is w- that? Uh, Lionel Menard. It's a French uh, uh-huh. pantomime uh, choreographer or choreographer director. I would say he's more director, not so much choreographer. Mm. So they work on the pantomime, and I found it very interesting because, uh, all, uh, or when we rehearsed the uh, Amazons, for example, I called a guy for the first uh, few weeks just to train with the martial arts. Mm-hmm. So because all this is a movement, you, yeah. your face is the is the is the theater. Your your I mean the qualities you use in the body. So everything is dance everything mm. what you do with your body is dance a pantomime as well for me so mm. so this way i'm trying to bring them some new influences that they can learn some new stuff for example now we prepare a premiere which is based on a tango mm-hmm. so now we are going really deeply into what tango is uh-huh. well, and uh, it's completely something new for them yeah, that's interesting. so from all these little things they can get the inspiration and then can grow mm. as a performers and mm. that's very important for me that they will just yeah continue to develop yes. and, and, and and but but um so it's not like in opera you can sing uh, what's it called Carmen you know I'm pretty sure that Carmen is being shown now in yeah. 5000 operas in different places of the world. So it's not no, like no, that no, in no, no, no. you don't have these no. big plays that are kind of No in 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 our company it was uh, always the authorships performances mm-hmm. which I found very important to create as well not only adaptation or 10 billion adaptation mm. of Carmen for mm. example so also because I work with uh, uh, with uh, scenographers I work with costume designers I work with musicians I work with a composer so all, all that elements they 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 need to cooperate together to create something new and uh, mm. there is a lot of progress in this I, I yeah. so it wouldn't be better just to do Carmen uh, no, maybe one day yeah. we just want to do because of the title. But so far, I think we have many interesting themes. Mm. But it's true that sometimes, for example, now we will work on the cooperation with the uh, City Theatre Prague and we do the performance, which is already a title. Mm. We just try to see it from different angle and make a physical theatre out of it and to work differently with it. Mm. Um, so, as, as I said before, you like th- you're, you do everything. You have all the hats uh, that you possibly can have and all the roles. But how how does it work? Like, I mean, the the biggest nightmare of a dancer must be to to make a mistake or or something. And and isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yes, maybe with the to dancers. Fall down or but something. I think I, I love mistakes. This is what I teach the dancers. You need to. I mean, I love it. Mm-hmm. Mistake is something different than to work on something wrong. I mean, mistakes are amazing, and just to, just that I teach them very often to work with it. Just to be prepared that anytime this can happen, anytime you can have a blackout, just mm. just accept it. Just follow the theme, follow the character you have, follow the situation, and you will be back. Mm. Just you don't. You don't need to say to everybody, "Oh my God, I made a mistake." 
But it is blackout. So what what is this, for example? Is that when I don't remember my my next moves or, or yes, for example, or you forget your text or you, uh, yeah. But in a dance, of course, you mm-hmm. you forget the movements and uh, and what do you do then? I mean, can you? I mean, th- th- this has happened. What's the worst? Have you had a really <laughs> bad situation like this <laughs> yourself? <laughs> I mean, when I was... Uh, Dancing, yeah. Yes, but I, I learned this. I was really working on myself to to find the way back. Sometimes the blackout is very short. Sometimes mm. you just you just get rid of, of the situation for a second and then you jump back. So it's just a little flash. Mm. But um, I don't know. I like that. I like to save that moment. And also it's very truthful. Mm. But you need to be strong. Oh, you need to know how you need to work on it. You need to be ready for it. Mm. So, if you're not, then you go into stress, and the dancers are panicking, and then <laughs> then, then it's it a just trouble. Gets worse, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Or but you try to, or you start uh, improvising, and you do something everything super fast because uh, you pretend that you in. But the more you pretend, and more you go crazy, more you it's visible mm. <laughs> that you're lost. But you never had the situation where you just had to stop performing. Uh, like stop no 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 it needs to be like injury or something never mm-hmm. no but in ne- I, I i never actually heard that someone would had a blackout for two minutes i mean i don't know mm. no and um, and on the uh, so when you, when you have the like the premiere or or you know when 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 you're doing actually a show of of something that has been rehearsed for what like two or three months maybe then what is your role on on the night i mean you're not dancing there i mean you've you've done all the preparation and all that but what do you do on that on that event i mean during those let's say one and a half hour yeah i always look i mm. always look at the performance i the premiere is just the start so so i i keep the notes in my head i i see how we need to progress what we need to work on um it's endless, endless uh, journey. Mm. I mean, with the premiere, it doesn't stop. That then after that, you just come and play the show. No, we rehearse before each show. Mm. We clean the material. We 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 move the characters forward. We we really work. Yeah, and sometimes when you see the video from the premiere and you see the show now, because I very strongly believe that you should keep the repertory uh, for many years or. If the audience like the theme, if the theme is actual, if it's if it's not old school or old mm. fashioned, mm. and if it works, so I try to see this very honestly by the reactions and feedbacks. Uh, so then, it's great to keep it for a long time because often the theaters they make a uh, they they make a new creation, they do I don't know a tour, they play thirty shows and then they throw it to garbage, mm. and that makes on, no sense for me because after two years, some of the shows they can just progress and. Uh, mm. Yeah, and also premiere in, uh, is the beginning, yeah, not not yeah. the end. And in, in 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 a city like here, where you have, you know, it's a you know one point two million people plus maybe ten million tourists or something. I mean, th- <laughs> there is a market to keep things ro- rolling, you know. And and yeah. uh, and if you go to you know if you go to New York on Broadway, I mean, you have Mamma Mia has been there for twenty five years or something, you know. So yeah. so I guess yeah, I I I can see what you're coming from with that, but. Um, 
Yeah, but Mamma Mia is a, it's a, that, that's the that's uh, that's another way, n another kind of theater. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's, it's a big. It's, it's it's the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I so understand this is that, different. but it's still yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. very different. Yeah. But but still, like you know, it's um, if it if Mamma Mia went for twenty five years, you can probably do Amazonas for three at least. You know, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So so you look at the premiere, you try, you look for points to improve, and then. In the next rehearsal for the next show, I guess you guys go through it and say, okay, so maybe let's change this a little bit. Let's yes. do that differently. What if someone gets sick or injured? Oh, that happens often. Um, depends, of course. If it's uh, if it's very little, dancers very often <laughs> dance with uh, with some little injuries or uh, some little illnesses. But uh, I'm not the person who likes to push that, not at all. So I always... Uh, we always decide together how they feel, but yeah, um, this but happens. If this happens, we cancel the show. Sometimes, if it's uh, <laughs> ahead, that we know that someone goes for operation, for example, so we make a backup mm -hmm. if it's possible. So, so somebody else steps in and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. does that role yeah, for, yeah. for two weeks or whatever. Exactly. So we are trying to see the exact moment, the exact situation to mm -hmm. see. Mm. Um. So I think, yeah, I think we kind of went through a lot of the stuff here that I wanted to talk to you about. But um, how is it to be a woman in in this, um, to, to to create this, to get this going? You know, that, that was nine years ago that you started with this. Um, and um, I've had on my podcast a few times here, women here talking about feminism and, and how it is to, you know, career and all, all these kind of different things. And... and um, has that is it has it influenced you somehow to be a woman in this? Is it helping or is it working against you or you think it's no, it doesn't make any difference? Mm. I'm of course happy that I'm a woman <laughs> because of my kids and everything. But it's true that sometimes I see that in the dance theater field or in the theater in global, sometimes it's easier for men. Mm. Sometimes it's much more easier. Um, how how then? I don't know. Also, when you were talking about the about the gays, mm. uh, they I mean, and <laughs> because many of I mean all of them are my friends. I mean, it's just uh, sometimes they can find the way easier, or they can they can. Of course, they if if the other friends are, for example, men or gays, they will invite them into the new premiere, for example, into the group, into the um, creation process. I mean, mm. sometimes it's hard to, but it's, I mean, no, it really depends. But this I feel sometimes. Yeah, but what but what do you mean? Like that that it's just more simple for men somehow, or. Or, or or are more open doors for they them. get more uh they get more uh more jobs for example they get mm -hmm. more offers mm -hmm. but even in this field mm, maybe yes but i'm yeah it's true that maybe i'm speaking more about the permanent theaters mm -hmm. uh, but true is that for example i had uh 
I had uh, some men around the the production, for example, mm. and they didn't work as as well as women I have now. Mm. They're much more responsible. They're much stronger, much more fair, much mm. more. But you cannot say in global. I think that's just a personal experience. Mm. So, but it's not like when you show up, um, like uh, you were relatively young. You're still relatively young because you're even younger than me and I'm very young so when you started this you, you, did people take you seriously you know like oh what is this girl coming here with um, contemporary dancing you know yes I think yes mm. I think yes from the beginning because um, I personally myself I don't show so much myself somewhere it's more the they can see my work mm -hmm. so yeah Mm. Yeah, this was always nice. But and what what is it, what what is the um, kind of what has been the highlight in all this? You know, what if you look back now on what you have done so far? You know, just in general, and take the Olympics and all of, all of the stuff in. I mean, what what's kind of what stands out apart from the kids? <laughs> apart from the kids, I think it's a it's a, I mean, everything was important for me. Now now I would say maybe it's the company mm. and maybe it's the the permanent company I'm trying to fight for here and uh, but if I wouldn't do all those productions before if I wouldn't tour around the world and teach the classes and workshops everywhere in the big companies or if I wouldn't create for another uh, theaters in another countries I wouldn't be maybe that far in my head or so mm. clear or mm. or uh, so I'm very happy for each experiment uh, experience so mm. much they built on they you. built so yeah. much when I was a dancer and I I think because I know how dancers feel at the same times I know how I feel uh, as a director of the company mm. then I should know how the choreographer uh, I should feel as a choreographer and uh, mm. you know you should see and all of the sides. aspects I I was lucky to experience mm. to experience very ends. Mm. So, but yeah. if you had to name, if I had a gun <laughs> pointed at you, which I don't have, by the way, and you had to mention one thing, one thing that you were extremely proud of, or a moment that you will never forget. So then, is the company now? Mm -hmm. It's okay. now. It's presence now. No. But uh, as a dancer, I will never forget to dance with uh, Claude Brumachon, Benjamin Lamarche, for example. Mm. Where, where was that? What, what it was, was in France, uh -huh. in Nantes, because they're so special, they're so different. They are. I mean, it was very tough. Mm. Uh, it was. It was like super tough. Uh, they're. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot not only from dancing, but to observe and to and learn a lot to work with myself and with the professionality and with the uh, with the respect. Mm. So and that's a very important word, I think, to respect the others. I mean to to not not just to judge, oh this show is bad or I will do better as the young people do, but to respect that there is a lot of work behind, behind each. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so all this I learned uh, so it's 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 not the Olympics if you would mm. like to hear this. No, no, no that I, was I that, yeah, no, no. That was experience, of yeah. course, for me as a person mm. and a dancer, just to be in this uh, arena, you know, like mm. a gladiator. <laughs> that was amazing. But uh, but for my life now, it was uh, yeah more mm. this what I said before. But is it difficult to not 
really, or do you dance yourself now, or are you dancing just for yourself in your own time? Not so much. That's mm. uh, after my kids. Uh, I I don't have time. Mm. So sometimes I train because I still teach and give workshops. I need. I mm. have to, but I do not have time for myself, which. Uh, my body is in pain, <laughs> of course. Once you stop, then everything mm. hurts. And but um, Salabi, it? it's like that. Do you miss it? Uh, sometimes I, I miss it for my own body, just to get in more into the shape. And and what's the most beautiful in the training is that you have time for yourself. You work on yourself. You have you really are, it's you. It's only you. Mm. And this time I miss a little bit, but at the same time not because the only you time I give to my kids so yeah yeah so you get a different yes time. and once they got older i will get it again time mm. only for you so but, uh, but <laughs> talking talking about that old um can i or maybe not me but could uh, let's say could you be still uh, in contemporary dancing and involved in 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 some performances as a let's say a 55 year old or is there a, like a lifetime in yes. this are you Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, because it's very, uh, yes, because uh, the character is important. If you still can move. Yeah, I think someone started crying. Okay, so we are back. Uh, Lenka has Voita in her lap and uh, <laughs> he, he looks a little bit disappointed because he didn't know where his mom was when... Uh, when we when we when he started he woke up um we were talking about yeah so you say that i oh no not not me but you could become you could still be a dancer of 55 uh you can of course mm. if you you can if your body allows i mean there are ways uh, today it's many ways how you can keep your body in shape how you can work healthy of course mm. 55 it depends how you feel it's so it's so individual yeah, yeah. but there's but not like a rule in the dance world no, that you're out when you're 50 no and what i love is the character is the experience once you have a 20 years old girl she can do everything for of course but then you have a 30 years old girl or girl which is mama mm. it's such a difference suddenly another woman stays on the stage mm -hmm. it's this is beautiful to observe mm. so i like that scale of um, the range of ages so maybe i should dust off my dancing shoes and of course mm. <laughs> <laughs> everybody uh, you know everybody can dance yeah. everybody can dance that's beautiful um if you wouldn't be doing this if you wouldn't have your dance company what would you be doing um, um, I don't know. I like all the technical. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. There, there is, there is. I I would probably work in NASA, or I don't know. Yeah. I like the medicine. I I, I mean, yeah. So in some way, you're a dance, you're a dancing nerd. In science, I mean, yeah. Would you agree with that? That you're a dancing nerd. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. I think, yes. we'll, I think we'll call the episode yes. that the dancing yes. nerd. Yes. So you like this hard science, mathematics, yes, technology. and to go deep and to understand and uh, it's just to invent something. Mm. Now is the time to invent something, but something to save the planet. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so this would be great. Mm. And um, or yeah, or I will travel not. with uh, David Altenborough, for yeah. example. <laughs> I would tra tra travel with uh, no, what's his name? He's not. 
David, the Richard Branson to space. I would love yes, to go to space. space and that would be yeah, really cool. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so just to summarize, uh, I will put all the links to your page and your shows and everything in in the in the episode links. But uh, where where do people follow? Now we're just gonna get Voita's car from the floor. What what kind of car is this? Yeah, it's a little truck, army, army, army truck. Um, well, if people want to follow your is there a Facebook page? Yes, we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. Yeah, so that's that Lenka Wagnerova and company and company on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, and then Lenka Lenka Wagnerova company dot yes. is the homepage. Yes, and you have some premiere coming up on now YouTube. We have trailers on uh-huh. Vimeo, of course. Yeah. Okay, great. And Videos. and uh, I'll, I'll put all of this in the episode description and the. And then the the uh, you have a premiere coming up in September, right? In December. In December. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So so, but until then, there is uh, some of the older shows are still running. Yes, from half of the August we start the new season. Yeah. Or new season. Yeah. Uh, the winter season. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We start with this uh, employees, which is super new now mm. here. So it's a bit uh, of revolution <laughs> in the dance field. So let's see how this will work. And um, uh, yes, and uh, we perform. And during the time we perform, we create a new new premiere, which will start in September. The creation and the premiere is 29 and 30 of December. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, you're going to be busy at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Um Thanks for listening. Uh, follow the show on Facebook, The Bunker, How the Hell Did We End Up Here, uh, Bunker Prague on Instagram, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Check out the YouTube channel. It's great. It's still photos of me rotating <laughs> while you listen. <laughs> it's the most, uh, it's the biggest creation I've ever done in my life. And uh, Lenka and Voita, thank you for coming, and uh, it was really a pleasure to meet you. And have a nice evening. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a nice evening. Bye bye. <laughs> Voita, you want to say bye? Bye bye. Hey, you're shy. <laughs>